Welcome in, guys, the Two Point Culture Podcast. Zach, it's, how you doing, brother? It's the mock draft. I'm doing great. I love this. Yeah. This, is, this is my favorite time. I love mock drafts. I love um, the anticipation that builds trying to correctly pick which team is you know going to select the player that they will eventually select on Thursday night. Never goes my way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm shooting for like, if I can get like 20% right, I'll be happy. <laughs> Me and you both, brother. Um, have you done mock drafts before by any chance? Or? Yeah, I have. I've actually, I usually always mock with my buddies and we kind of throw some money in and see who gets the closest to it. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Again, though, it, it gets hard. I mean, there's always like the Raiders going off the board, right? <laughs> <It> screws <laughs> everybody up. Yeah, no, trust me. And well, listen, I'm not going to talk about how Howie Rose been too much, but we all know how off the rails things can go. Cleveland Farrell, we still scratch our head. Um, We've all been there, man. <laughs> Colts too. I mean, Werner, that was a questionable pick. Um, Philip Dorsett, I don't know if that was needed at the time. Like there was other areas of concern. There's multiple, man. <laughs> yeah, there's history shows us multiple examples of this hap- that has happened to everybody's organizations at one point or another, and especially as a fan. <laughs> what about you? Have you done mocks before? No, this is actually my first run at it. Uh, Ooh, okay. So yeah, we don't kill me if my you know my picks didn't uh, go according to some. Also, full disclaimer: me and Zach agreed that we were going to do this without trades. Yes um it's too unpredictable quite, yeah exactly quite frankly i don't know what it takes certain teams to trade up and mm-hmm. i'm not ready to start putting the values on that just yet so we went with the order as it stands right now even though there's been plenty of talk throughout the week of teams trading up or trading back yeah absolutely i mean i know this is our board and this is what we're going to put out to the public but i'm sure after we're done this and this gets uploaded there might be a couple of trades and there might be a couple of times we're scratching and changing things, but nope, this is the final version. We're going to go with it and let's have some fun with this. Okay. So let's get right to it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume that you and I both have the same number one and number two picks overall, at least. What do you mean? Uh, we're not going with, uh, <laughs> we're not going with Devontae Smith. No, kidding. Jacksonville gets a, a wide receiver before they address their biggest need. <laughs> um, no, so I went with Trevor Lawrence. It's yeah. self-explanatory. There's no real need to dig into this. Jacksonville needs a quarterback, and he seems to have been ordained for from this since his first clip on YouTube. Yeah. Anything you want to add to it? No, I, Trevor Lawrence is definitely my number one as well. He's been mocked and predicted since he was what in high school to be the first overall pick in a draft this is a sure thing i guess you can get the guy is being talked about as the next andrew luck um type prospect to come out of college i mean good for the jaguars i think this is going to really ignite their fan base and it's going to suck for the colts but we're going to have to play along the way yeah we're going to have to play (laughs) for the next you know five ten years (laughs) But uh, I think it's needed. I think that that whole franchise has had some pretty brutal luck. And I think this guy could deliver and kind of keep them, sorry, and kind of get them to the next step. A little culture change and breath of fresh air. 
for sure. Um, Plus, hey, he gets to uh, party in those pools. <laughs> right there, right next to the fans, eh? Yeah. Well, we know how much of the fans love him already from, you know, them sending him his wedding wedding registry gifts. So, And right back the other way, I know he's been donating to a lot of charities and a lot of organizations in the Jacksonville area as well. Well, congratulations, Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, it seems to be unanimous across the world. Um, just as unanimous as the second pick, Zach, after you. Well, Zach's got to go with Zach on this one. Zach Wilson. <laughs> BYU quarterback. I'm not sold on the pick. I mean, we've talked about this before. I I don't know if Zach Wilson is really in that next tier. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of Trevor Lawrence and then Wilson and the rest of the quarterbacks are kind of far behind and it depends on how you want to look at it. But I have my, you know, I have my doubts that New York's a tough market, man. It takes a certain character to really deal with it. I will say this from the reports that are out there. He's been reaching out to former quarterbacks, especially Mark Sanchez and a couple other ones, just to kind of say like, how, you know, how do you deal with that pressure? And I admire that. I think that's a good character trait for him. He seems like he's a leader and he seems like he's kind of ready for this situation. So going from BYU to New York, I think it's going to be a bit of a culture change, but hopefully he can handle it. So I'm right there with you. Zach Wilson goes number two. I don't necessarily, I don't know what the future is going to hold for him. I just think Mm -hmm. being put in rarefied air as the number two pick with Patrick Mahomes is a lot. Um, But then again, I've never seen anybody else throw a ball across their body and make it look that clean on delivery too. No, Arnold. There's not much. <laughs> yeah, we saw we saw exactly how they treated him. Um, but no, uh, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. And I mean, Corey Davis is going to be happy for sure. He gets um, a nice tar- quarterback that he can high point the ball for. That's the other part too. They've done a lot to make sure that they've secured this pick, and they let it be known early. We're pretty. It's pretty obvious the direction we want to go going forward for the draft. Jets fans, it might be a bit of a tough year. I mean, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, don't set your expectations up too high on this. But questionable line with with the exception of like Mackay Beckton too. Yeah, so let's you know pull back a little bit, but hopefully the future's bright. There we go. Number three. Uh, this number is three. This, this is, the, is the tough one. This is I, our test right here, Zach. Where I think both of us have kind of flip flopped. A couple of times around who we think could be the number three pick. I almost changed it in the last hour, but I was like, it's gonna be, I, it's gonna be him. I keep flip-flopping, but I, I'm gonna lock in on my number three. Who do you got? I'm going with Trey Lance. Who do you got? I'm going Trey Lance. There it is. <laughs> there it is, guys. Okay, now curious, who are you flip-flopping it with? Justin Fields. Me too. Uh so yeah, Trey Lance. Um today's mobility. Big arm, just besides the mechanical issues, taking care of um, those five to 20 yard throws, those more like intermediate decisive throws. No, I think Kyle will have probably his most explosive quarterback that he's probably ever gotten a chance to coach. Definitely. Also, the one thing I can think of, imagine Debo Samuels right now. Oh God, yes. Just streaking down the sidelines and, and Trey Lines just like bombing just, passes just to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then I know we we were talking about the struggle of like the shorter throws. Right. But having George Kittle, that helps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's just another guy who's another weapon in no matter whatever fashion of the game you choose to use him. Like whoever ends up in that position ultimately, they're gonna be surrounded with a really, really great system of weapons. Absolutely. I know, I can't remember which analyst was saying on the NFL Network, but he was saying that all three quarterbacks are very eager to get drafted by San Francisco. It's it's the pinnacle, right, of quarterback. And they just protect, like, re-up the protection of whoever's going there and stealing Alex Mack from the Atlanta Falcons. So Exactly. Which is also a segue for us. I was going to say, it brings us to our fourth pick. um, Number four, Zach, who you got? Kyle Pitts, Florida. I think they're giving Matt Ryan some time here and i think they're going to give him a weapon they seem to believe that matt ryan's got another two three years left in him i say surround him with as many weapons as possible and see how it goes so i think he fits into that mold plus him ridley me i don't know about julio but if they do move away from julio they'll just two pretty good young weapons for them so Chase, you're, at, you're absolutely at, right. they're two pretty good young weapons but i have a younger weapon that i'm going with uh, Let's go. I'm going with Penny Swell. I think oh, that they go okay. protection over everything else. Um, Matt Ryan restructured his contract. So for me, that took the idea of quarterback kind of out. Uh, they are talking about trading Julio Jones. I also don't think that they move Julio Jones because I don't think you can just anything you give that up for. It's kind of like shortchanged kind of mm-hmm. how we feel about the Patrick Mahomes deal. But no, I really do think that they choose to kick somebody inside, let Penny Swell take over on left tackle and continue going forward as they can, especially with a new head coach. Yeah, that youth movement on that line would really help them out too. It's a good pick. Can't go wrong. I mean, basically you're taking the maybe the second best player in the draft Mm -hmm. in this position. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, people are going to always talk about, oh, but he's young, so he's immature. But I also, you know, he hasn't had a chance to do this as a job yet, so I'm not going to crucify him and, I'm going to give him that shot. Plus um, losing Alex Mack, like we said before, Mm -hmm. um, they need to reassure that O-line a little bit more. So I think it makes the most sense for them to take Penny Swell. Full disclosure though, I think they're going to take, the reason why I went with Pitts is because they have a really, really early pick in the second round. I kind of figured that they might address that O-line position in the second round. Fair enough. And also to your point, I mean, Arthur Smith comes from Tennessee and we know how much the Titans love to run two tight end sets, right? So I'm not mm-hmm. going to just like, it's an absolute great pick and it may, would make sense as well if the Falcons do end up. To, by the way, good luck to whoever's they face on that secondary with that lineup of Julio, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. And to make matters worse, I feel really bad if you're a dynasty fantasy owner of Hayden Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> just because if Pitts comes in, that value kind of just dropped. All the way down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number five, the Bengals. Do you want to take this one? Um, you're going to ask Chase about Chase? Yes, I'm going with Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. Um, since he, Joe Burrow gets his guy. Um, we've seen this decoration before. That wide receiving unit will be... A little bit, be- a little bit more better than what we expected with AJ Green. Let's just, be- but ultimately, even though Jamar Chase didn't play last year, we saw him beating NFL corners at the age of nineteen. So whatever defense, he's one of the ultimate mismatches. So whatever you guys want to scheme up defensively for him, good luck. Um, yeah, that sums up my pick. Uh, what do you got for us? I I love it. 
But my only issue with that is before he can even get the ball off, Joe Burrow is going to get killed. So <laughs> I'm going to take Penny Swell on this one. <laughs> I, I think protection over receiving. I, so we're kind of flipping the script here between our two of picks. Of course. But I'm going to take, I'm, I want them to take Swell on this one just because I think they need it. I think it would open up the run game for them as well and could definitely help Burrow out and maybe shave a couple of, you know, injuries off his resume. Had, had, had a couple of years to his career. Yeah, well, had a couple of years <laughs> and shaved a couple of potential injuries off his resume there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Swell on this one. I think it's an organizational need right now. Absolutely. To protect him and uh, to protect him, I would say sure. yes. I mean, Riley Reef isn't that bad, but that's why I easily could this. But yeah, the, I see your point. Still, it does, it doesn't. Reg- the insurance doesn't hurt. Right. And I mean, if you look at some of the best teams in the NFL this year, it starts on the O-line. The The battle is won in the trenches right now. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the Super Bowl champions. Tristan I mean, Wirfs, that pick Tristan was a, Wirfs. Yeah. That pick looked like um, there's no more of a bullseye that I can think of than that pick. From I mean, the how many teams are probably exactly. And how many teams are probably scratching their heads right now saying, how the hell did we not grab this guy? I know and this is going to be a little bit off topic from the draft, but apparently NFL scouts went back in to see which um, which scouts graded Lamar Jackson not as a quarterback to make sure that before they hired their scouting department. So to stick with our theme of you picking players and then I'm grabbing them yes. in the next pick, I'll take Jamar Chase to Miami. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think they need a big time receiver. I think they need to pair somebody else up with Devontae Parker. No offense to Fuller. I just, Fuller's had some inconsistency issues. Plus, there's the now on record, the PED use, mm-hmm. allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I think this is the right fit for him. And I think it would also help to out uh, by getting him another weapon. I struggled here. I thought about the two guys from Alabama. But I, I just think that the body that he has would really complement what the Dolphins are looking for. Right. This is where our circle comes full. Uh, I went with Kyle Pitts to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Kasiki's <laughs> um, value just dropped in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the wide receiver position needs addressing. You're absolutely right. Um, something to help Devontae Parker would also be great, but they did just... Also, and I think we keep forgetting, they did just sign Will Fuller. Mm -hmm. So with that, and the NFL likes two tight end sets as well. Brian Flores is no stranger that after his run in New England. So I can see them making this move easily and feeling comfortable and taking their guy. He's not a slow receiver, and it also will open up that offensive attack. You can't go wrong if you're the Dolphins. Tight end, I meant tight end. Yeah, but you can't go wrong if you're the Dolphins. I mean, one of these two guys... Definitely a great pick. Seven, Detroit. There you go, Detroit. Now, I again, full disclosure, I had some trouble with this one because I don't know if Detroit's going to make this pick at seven. Got it. But if they do make this pick, I'm going Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Okay. I think that they need to get golf a weapon. Uh, I was looking at that wide receiver court, and it's pretty brutal right now. Perryman and Williams are their two. Yeah, exactly. One, two wide receivers. So I think if they want to at least be somewhat competitive, getting Jalen Waddle here would, would absolutely help out Goff. 
and he kind of has a similar playing style of Robert Woods. So I think there's there's some similarities there and how you can use them. I got Waddle in this position. Um, so much like you, I went to Alabama, but I went to the Heisman winner. Uh, I went to <laughs> Devonta Smith. Like uh, it. I think it makes the most sense, especially with where he's been ranked at the next of mine. Like you said, uh, they need to up their production value since losing uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. You pretty much summed everything else up. So, but yeah, I'm right there with you, wide receiver. I'm just going with the Devontae Smith. I mean, MCDC is gonna love whoever he gets here. Yeah, as long as they're as long as they're grinding and you know doing push-ups, and sit-ups, and busted kneecaps. I think he's, I, I think he's gonna like these these two guys. And the best part is, I'm sure they've played for co- for a coach that's similar to how he coaches. Absolutely. Um, let's not forget they hired Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. So if there's anybody that likes tight regimented players, and if there's any description of a tight regimented player, it is Devonte Smith as well. Exactly. Number nine. Number eight. Uh, number eight. Sorry, my bad, Carolina. Uh, Go for it, Chase. Whew. Um, I went with Michael Parsons. Nice. Um, it's no secret. Michael Parsons probably closely, well, has been very closely compared to Luke Keekley and to like what the ceiling can actually be. Uh, I think it just makes sense. I think if they do this, they win the first eight picks out of what could be best for them in this small section. Going defense again. Yeah, going defense (laughs) again, man. So we know that this is no trend. So why break it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Carolina, yeah, Michael Parsons, there's your final replacement to Luke Keekley. Your short (laughs) search is over. I'm going to take a different approach here. I think Sam Darnold struggled with protection. So Rashawn Slater would be the guy. If you want to see what you can get out of Darnold, try to insulate him and try to get the best O-line you can get around him. It'll open up some time. And also, I think Rashawn Slater could really open up that run game for McCaffrey, get him going again next year. So I got Rashawn Slater at tackle for them. Well, that sums up number eight nice and easy. What do you got for us in nine? Right back to right back <laughs> to how we usually do it. I got Makai Parsons. Now that this, now that this trade has went through, I'm, I have to do a little reshuffling on my board. Uh, I originally had... Denver taking a quarterback, but I'm going to go with Makai Parsons. I think him and Chubb going forward is going to be a lethal one-two punch, especially at the linebacker position. Yo, don't sleep on Denver's defense next year. They've got a, they've got some good things going on. It's going to be a tough place to play. Well, I concur with you about that, but and I concur with you about your original pick, but I'm not switching off my original pick. So I'm staying with them taking a quarterback. Listen, we found about found out about the trade minutes ago. We also found out about the salary and how that's being broken up and split between Carolina and Denver. And so with that, I have them taking Justin Fields. I think the Drew Locke run is over. He may be moved for picks. I don't know where. Um, No, I think that it's a new tenureship that has to come into that position, a new breath of fresh air to help lead those. So if you're going to get one veteran in Teddy Bridgewater, why not take the young rook in Justin Fields and go forward with security and safety in the future? I mean, both picks can't argue with them. You get Justin Fields there, him throwing to Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, Noah Fant. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, a ton of weapons. Even out of the backfield, they still have Melvin Gordon too. Right. Yeah, KJ Hamler is there too. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So no, that's a. I mean, that would be a great 
Great pick. I just think that after this trade, getting Teddy Bridgewater, I think they're going to try to give Teddy one last one last dance at this. Denver is Denver's a weird team, man. They they really haven't they haven't figured out that quarterback position since Peyton left. They're in a very tough division, especially with you know facing Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year. Um, and ironically, they have everything else pretty sound, and it's the only piece that's really missing for them is a quarterback to lead that offense as it should be. One time's ahead in Denver. But I'm going Makai Parsons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now we right. get to these guys. These. All right. Yeah, the big D. America's team, Dallas. Yeah, no, they haven't been America's team in a while. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think this one was kind of given away. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, and it was kind of given away at the press conference. Well, do, we do, this on, do, we, do we do this on three? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. One, one two, two. Three. Patrick, Patrick Chertain. Chertain. There it is. The second. <laughs> the second. Respectfully, <laughs> sir. Yeah. I mean, great fit for them. Um, yeah, it's this this one is self-explanatory. I think by every count it makes sense. Uh he might be Dan Quinn's perfect prototype at the position. And that's pretty much it. Dallas, I hate the fact that I might have to face this player twice a year, but um, it was supposed to be Makai Parsons, but I remembered your affinity for white linebackers. <laughs> it's a scheme fit, though. It is. Patrick just just really fits with what they want to do. If they don't pick here, I can see them trading back, but I, I don't see them trading back further than maybe, what, 14, 15? 14, 15. Not, not below the Patriots. I don't know if that there's 15 players total that they're comfortable mm-hmm. drafting and besides they have their two division rivals behind them that's gonna be tough that's right so yeah. let's just get right into those guys uh the giants yeah i got at 11 i have Devonte smith going to the giants okay i think he falls a little bit i think there's a little bit i think there's a little too many questions right now going on about just his the weight and you know is he physically able to handle the pressure of the nfl i still think he's gonna be a great player i think Mm -hmm. that's gonna solve itself out but he might suffer a little bit and drop and going to new york it's not a bad place to play at right now i mean he's gonna have daniel jones throwing to him who's not too bad and i'm expecting a bigger year from him um gets to learn from kenny gall the day as well fair enough um plus oh plus doesn't hurt that he's gonna have saquon you know that's true. Picking up some yards and then loading up for play action pass where he can try to get open. Hey, you're absolutely right. Um, my my difference is this. So I look at the acquisitions of the Giants and what they've done this offseason. Kenny Galladay being added, um, Kyle Rudolph being added, Sterling Shepard still being there, Evan Ingram still being there. They're pretty loaded up at that position, right? Mm-hmm. But they did have some losses on the O-line. So on the O-line, I'm going with Rashawn Slater being drafted there. Just to replicate that production, it's going to open up the game again for Saquon, who is on the way by who is on the way to being week one ready. That was just announced today. Um, and I think it makes the most sense to replace that production that's been lost. Do you think they're gonna compete for the division next year? What I after what I saw from that division last year, I think <laughs> I'm in competition for that division. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, uh, as a one-man yeah. show, like, yeah, no, I, I think that until I see otherwise, this division is wide open um, from start to finish. Yeah, I, I kind of compare that division. Like, if you predict that division, that's like the 40 time in the pro, in a, <laughs> in a pro day. 
it's it's all fake news. <laughs> Ran a four three, no laser. You're like, got it. Yeah. Okay. I saw him. I saw him push down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he fully was a foot and a half behind the line, but you got it. <laughs> Stopwatched. <laughs> I'm staying in this uh, division. Okay, this is gonna be a fun one. I, I'm excited for this one. Eagles are up. Who do you have at twelve? Philadelphia celebrate. You get Jalen Waddle. Um, you Ooh. get. Yeah, yeah. I think that they capitalize on this move a lot there's not much that needs to be said of the lackluster of the wide receiver that we've seen over the past few years i know the history of the hip but until i see that there's cause for concern i'm going to overlook that um and celebrate because you get weapon a weapon at x officially who when he has the ball in his hand will not be caught zach hit me with it who do you have us taking i have the eagles Selecting a guy who's a little in your face, a little aggressive, kind of plays that Philly way. I got JC Horn, cornerback. I think that this is the perfect pick for you guys. Just him and Slay together. That that's a deadly duo. <laughs> that's definitely a pick I'm not mad at. And I think schematically he fits into what uh, Jonathan Gannon likes to do. I think that even if they had the option between Patrick Sertain Sertain and um JC Horn, I would still rather them take JC Horn. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're talking about a guy whose father played in the league, mm-hmm. understands the league, and he'll be ready for training camp. He's, he's, he's going to be a gamer. And I think he could chalk up that division and shake some, shake some things up, especially on the corner side. Um, also, he's a matchup nightmare. Oh, yeah. Let him go in the slot against CD Lamb twice a year. I'm, I'm here for it. Exactly. See what happens. Okay. All right. The Chargers. 13. 13. Uh, what do you got for it? Lay it on us. I like what the Chargers are doing, especially focusing on that O-line. So I'm going to go with Christian Dersaw. Knew there was yeah, a name I left I've... out of here. <laughs> it's all good. All right. But yeah. Um, I like Christian Dersaw here. I, I just, I think he's kind of fits in with what they're building and continue to surround Justin Herbert with, you know, with the proper O-line uh, for him to succeed nothing much to add on this one not a sexy pick but the right pick so i'm going to go on the opposite side of the ball but i'm going to take your pick from last time i'm going to go with they take jc horn um obviously casey hayward's out of there and they're going to need help in that secondary why not it'll be the best player debatably on the board go for it let them help out your secondary don't worry about that solidify your piece and you know hopefully J.C. Horn versus Tyree Kale twice a year would be quite the show. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There's him. I mean, whew, J.C. I mean, you could put J.C. Horn against Cortland Sutton too, right? Oh, yeah. Um, a, even Henry Ruggs. Gary Judy. Yeah, yeah. Ruggs. Henry yeah. Ruggs together. Would be- yeah. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, li- I'd love to see that. Watch those hands, man. Pass interference calls all day long on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he's that. See, that has to be coached out of him, and that's my biggest fear of JC Horn. But I also think that that is coachable, like exactly. Um, All right, fourteen Vikings. Who do you have? Vikings. I don't mince words with how I feel about the Vikings, but I do like this pick for you guys. <laughs> uh, I have you guys taking Elijah Vera Tucker tackle. I have that too. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 
I, a lot of consistency on our podcast here. Uh, no, it's the pick that makes sense. Sure up that line. Hey, that's all I got for you on Elijah Bear Tucker. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's an it's an ad, especially for Dalvin Cook. It's going to help him out too, right? For sure. Um, they struggled a lot last year. Teams were rushing mm-hmm. down there. They were having some trouble, and I think Kirk Cousins was getting the ball out a little too quick. I don't Just think he was going through all sound bite insert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think that this is the smart pick. So yeah, it makes we'll the most sense. That. It's Especially. again, it's not a sexy pick, but it's the right one. And yeah. take it from a Colts fan. Sometimes the right pick is the way you want to go. Long, long way. Big Q. <laughs> it goes a long way. Um, making the right pick. Speaking of which number 15, New England Patriots. I got quarterback, Justin Fields. I got quarterback Mac Jones. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, Listen, I mean yeah, <laughs> it's self-explanatory. Personally, I have them taking fields at 15, but I don't think he goes at 15 to right. the Patriots. I think the Patriots go up and grab him earlier. Now though, after this news, maybe the Pats are kind of thinking we don't have to go up as high. Maybe they don't have to get into the top 10, True. but still, I, I just think he's, he fits in with what they're doing and you don't need to change the playbook with what you, with what you're running with cam as much. He's a little, he's obviously a more, he's going to be a, probably a little bit more of an accurate passer than cam, which is a very scary thought for bill to have that weapon. Mm -hmm. But I, I like what Justin Fields does and it kind of makes sense that the guy who's probably going to come in with the biggest chip on his shoulder is going to a place. Yeah. Yeah, who had, and they have a big chip on their shoulder too, yeah. right? So I got Fields. So I want Mac, uh, primarily one as you discussed the McCorkle, McCorkle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so primarily as you discussed the accuracy, something that I think Bill Belichick would be very, very thrilled to get. Um, I know the offense would probably the dynamic of it might change a little based on the type of style that Cam plays. But uh, we also know Bill likes really, really intelligent quarterbacks. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, New England, Matt Jones, that's where I have you lining up. Again, I don't think you can go wrong with either of those two quarterbacks. I think it's just – it's a glaring need that needs to be addressed. addressed. And I like Cam, but I don't think Cam is what he used to be. We'll say that. I concur. Arizona, hmm. 16. All right, so this one – I had to do a little reshuffling here. I'm going with Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu. Wow. Karamoa. I know we talked about them and about their need for corner, but with the uncertainty surrounding Farley, I just think that going linebacker here makes the most sense. Plus, they kind of need they need another playmaker, especially at that position. So Funny you just brought up that name because that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Caleb Farley. I understand <laughs> that the injury history is a concern. I also realize that they need help in that secondary big time. Um, like I told you yesterday, Caleb Farley by Chris Sims was compared to having the ceiling of Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they choose to address the linebacker position based off of how they drafted last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... No, that secondary to me on that team is a, is a glaring hole. Uh, so, yeah, no, Caleb Farley. I think that the injuries could be a little bit of a smokescreen, and we know that stories like this come out all the time on draft week, especially about how. Yeah. So 
I'm just not going to buy in and I'm going to stay with them taking Caleb Farley at 16. I mean, from an organizational need, they definitely need help on corner. They need to replace that Patrick Peterson right. um, hole that was left. I just think that a linebacker here would really solidify their defense, especially up front. And you can kind of line them up to on the edge. It, yeah, just good spot. All right, 17, Oakland. Oh, nope, sorry, my bad. Las Vegas. Awesome. Good catch. Wow. Yeah. Actually, that's really great that you said that because I had Oakland written on my paper here. <laughs> Old habits. Yeah, I know. Die hard. Raiders fans, sorry. You're still Raiders fans. To us, you will forever be Oakland. <laughs> Pretty much. We're getting um, to that age, eh? Where we just like, just bypass whatever the team names. Like, oh, believe me, the, the Rams are still St. Louis at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, the Anaheim Ducks are the Mighty Ducks still. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm still, I still live in my 10-year-old mind with that too. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Vegas. Um, I'm going with Jock. Your pick from the Arizona Cardinals. I have him going to the Raiders because I don't know what the Raiders are going to do, honestly. Um, every year I'm left scratching my head a little bit, but best player available might actually be a lot, that linebacker. Uh, hmm. I don't don't want to mess up his name. Yeah. So I took I'm a stab his, at it, man. I'm going. I'm going with his initials. His initials say Jock. His name is Jock to me. And congratulations, Raiders fans. I went with the safe pick here, and even at that, I'm like you. I just don't know where Gruden's going, and I don't know if Mike Mayock actually has a say in anything these days. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going with Tevin Jenkins, the offensive oh, wow. tackle. I like that. It's the safe pick. It would help Carr and Jacobs out. Are they going to make the pick? Probably not. But oh, hey, I think this. I think to me, that's an organizational need. You've got some good defenses, especially if um, Parsons does get drafted to Denver. Absolutely, you got. You're going to have to protect. So I'm going Jenkins on this one. Makes perfect sense, man. From there, we go all the way right back to Miami. Welcome to Miami. I can, you want me to grab this one? That's up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going edge. I'm going, but I'm not going Miami. I'm going edge from Michigan. I'm going Quiddy Pay. He's raw. He's, I guess, the one of the biggest question marks in the draft of where he could fall, but I think he just, fits with what they want to do and they can kind of put them all over the field and it's kind of self-explanatory here i, I think he's he'd be a great asset to, to um the miami dolphins defense um i go opposite and i still stay on the opposite offensive side of the ball wow mm-hmm. pardon me um i'm going with Najee harris I think mm. they address the running back game instead so you keep loading up Tua with those weapons so he has the opportunity to prove that he will succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We know, if anything, that running back has been a position that's been lackluster as of late for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So why not take this stud of a running back from that Alabama system? For sure. Um, I just think that with these two picks, they're going to go opposite ends of the, the field. But, hey, if they walk away with Pitts and Najee Harris, that's that's a pretty good one too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Offense, offense, offense. All right, Washington. You want to start us off here? Um, Jamin Davis. 
linebacker. That is an underrated pick, and I like it. That's a really good pick. Jamin Davis, linebacker. Um, I don't think there's much that needs to be said about the Washington defense. Uh, it's very – let me tell you, as somebody that has to play against Chase Young now twice a year, it's very, very uh, a scary sight. And I think it's actually probably the best fit underneath Ron Riviera. There's no need to get complicated about this one. I think this is the best fitting pick for the Washington football team. No, I agree with you. Although with the news that came out, I think I had to shuffle up my board a little bit. (laughs) So I'm sorry to Bears fans because this is really going to hurt. Oh, no. Who have the 20th pick. And I'm sorry to Ryan Fitzpatrick but I'm going Mac Jones to Washington at night. Oh, wow. I think that this is the perfect landing spot for him and he gets to sit and learn behind Fitz, but also if Fitz struggles and Fitz magic becomes Fitz tragic, you can insert (laughs) Mac Jones. I don't, I'm not sold on Heineke either. I think he's a journeyman and I'd like to see him have a few more reps before even being in that conversation for the number one quarterback. Yeah, I like Mac Jones here. I think it's just a fit. Mac Jones would make sense, especially because we also don't know how much longer Ryan Fitzpatrick actually has in the tank. Much like you, uh, Heineke's um, journeyman head scratcher, you don't know what you're going to get from either one of these two long terms. So, no, I completely understand that one as well. Like, it's not... Um, it's it's the right choice once again to address the depth of position in need. If this happens and the Bears can't move up and grab him, that I oh man, it's going to be hell in Chicago. <laughs> well, speaking of number twenty, um, yeah, Bear stands. Bear down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I understand Bears fans are probably reeling on defense since losing Kyle Fuller. Um, so let's address that right now. I have them taking Greg Newsom. Awesome pick. Um, Just slot for slot replace. You have a player, you have a great player. You have a position in need. Just address it. Um, I've been saying just address it a lot lately throughout this draft, but really the way I went about this was what is the best availability. And it kind of makes sense to keep the pressure. I mean, Chicago cycles through DBs quite frankly, quite frequently, we can tell by how they lost Adrian Amos and um, how they had to cut Kyle Fuller as a result of being a cap casualty, even they just, though they discussed trading him. It's just a breath of fresh air to that defense and somebody else to add a problem lining up down the side next to, why am I blanking on his name? Khalil Mack, sorry. Wow, I don't yep. know. Yeah, there we go. That you line up downfield with Khalil Mack just to add more pressure into the secondary and there we go, guys. That's that's who I got. Zach? So I'm looking at their corners now. They have slated – they're slated to start the season with Desmond Trufant, Jalen Johnson, and Robert Quinn. Oh, wow. I didn't even know Desmond Trufant was there. Yeah. Huh. But I'm still going – like you, I'm still going cornerback. I am not going with Greg Newsom, though. Uh, I'm going Caleb Farley on You played with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going Caleb Farley on this one. I, I think the fall starts and ends at 20 to Chicago. If they can't get the quarterback, you might as well address, like you said, the corner position. 
he basically comes in and replaces Fuller. I don't know if he's going to actually replace him, you know, stride for stride, but it's a good, it's a good uh, introduction year. And I think Chicago's defense, they can, they can help him out. I'm going to let you lead this one in because we're at your team, Zach. It's time for the Colts. They're on the clock. What do they do? All right, full disclosure, I actually expect them to trade down. <laughs> but since there's no – no, I expect them to trade down because, like, what's remaining? I don't see anybody having a, um, a position – like, I don't see tackle them having a favorite in that. I don't see them having an edge rush who's who's a favorite. I will say, though, one thing to keep in mind, if there is a maybe a player that doesn't really affect their needs, but is just the best player available that falls down. Don't be surprised if the Colts end up just grabbing them. So I'm thinking, Absolutely. you know, wide receiver, corner, one of those positions. That being said, because we can't trade down and we need to make a selection, I'm going with from the University of Miami, Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher. I think he's the perfect fit for Eberfluss's defense. They need pass rushers right now i mean they lost justin houston he hasn't signed back he kind of makes sense uh, he's a little raw but that's okay have some time to you know uh, figure it out and i'd be excited for this pick but i don't know if it's an immediate impact player time will tell but i think it would fit our needs we'll say that i agree with you so much on everything you just said because i too went with jalen phillips um, for all the exact same Attaboy. reasons, for all the exact same reasons, you don't know what's happening with Justin Houston, primarily number one and number two. Even if nothing happens or you do resign him, that's a chance to get younger at that position. So, yeah, no, um, that's yeah, that's 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 the wrap on that. Jalen Phillips, well, it, most likely Indianapolis Colt, and it makes more sense that you take him than the Tennessee Titans, who we're about to get into right now. This player has slid down my board quite a while, much more than I'm comfortable saying it, but this obviously happens because we don't do trades. Kiwiti Pae. Nice. Going to Tennessee, man. Unfortunately, Zach, you're going to have to play him twice a year, but good for you that you have Quentin Nelson protecting Carson Wentz. Um, I'm not, like I said, this is the best player at this position. Um, it was him or Greg Russo. I felt more comfortable putting him there than Gregory Russo um just from style it just makes more sense to me that's that's my wrap on tennessee and uh, they have a lot of glaring holes that need to be filled in but ultimately i think they start by addressing the defense first after I'm in, you, zach i'm in agreement. yeah i'm in agreement with you on this one but on the defensive side i should should add except for i don't think it's going to be uh in the front four i think it's going to be in the back i think it's gonna be in the secondary i'm going with greg newsom the second I struggled between Tennessee drafting a receiver and a corner, but I'm going to go corner on this one just because I think they can get a, a pretty decent receiver later on round. for sure. Yeah. This is a very deep draft to receiver too. So the fact that we probably only had like four off the board between us so far is very yeah. telling. Sorry. The jets pick 23. I've got Zayvon Collins. Oh, he's wow. a good Swiss Army knife. Wow. Yeah, and I, I struggled with Collins. I had him later on. I had him earlier. I couldn't figure out where he would go. I don't know what he is. He sometimes he's some people say he's more of an of an edge player. Others say he's more of a linebacker. 
I think Salah figures out what he can do with it, and and I think he can get the most out of him. A hundred percent. I like you for the Jets of going defense on this pick. Um, I mentioned his name before. I'm going with Gregory Russo. I think they will continue to address that edge position to build their defensive line, um, especially knowing that Cam Noon has all that reassurance right now on the ends with uh, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry for tight ends. Um, no, I think it makes the most sense. We know Robert Sala is a very big defensive-minded uh, coach. So mm-hmm. you've already addressed the offense in your biggest position of need. Why not shore up that defense a little bit more on the edge? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think we're both kind of seeing a similar trend here that they kind of need help on the edge or linebacker position, especially on the defensive side. Um, uh, the Jets, it's going to be a work in progress, but they'll get there. Mm-hmm. Just got to develop. Tough division though to develop in, but you guys can, they can definitely make a shot and run if things, if everything falls as it should. Right. So, um, and here we go. Yellow to towel city. The terrible exactly. towels. <laughs> um, I think my, Pittsburgh fans will be happy on this one. I got Najee Harris from Alabama. I think you can't go wrong on this pick. At 24, it's perfect value, and he's going to help Big Ben out. They haven't had a consistent run game since AB, uh, sorry, since Lev Bell left. Right. I like Connors. I never loved Connors. I think there's better running backs than Connors, and I think Najee Harris could be um, the right successor for that running back position. So to your point, I think they need to address that running back position as well. Um, I know that there's holes still on that O line, but that can also wait a little bit because there's a little bit more depth at O line in this draft. So mm-hmm. I'm staying with running backs, but due to the availability, I'm going with Travis Etienne. Um, Ooh. Nice shifty back. Um, powerful when he needs to be not afraid to, brace for contact as he you know and not a bad run blocker either uh run blocker wow sorry not a bad pass blocker either i think he's very versatile probably the perfect weapon for big ben to help open up those young receivers like uh uh juju smith schuster and chase claypool and ray ray mcleod i will add that Etienne's probably the best receiving back in this draft i think that would really help them out quite a bit it, it will give them that sense of that left bell feeling back yes i just also think that people are sleeping on Najee harris's hands too that too yeah. i mean he was involved heavily in the passing game at alabama ran a pro style offense i mean one whether they take one or the other grab a running back for the steelers and you know sky's the limit especially on offense absolutely who's a I'm going to let you take this one first as well, but who's dra- who's joining um, Trevor Lawrence in the pool? I have Trevor Morig. Oh, safety. another Trevor. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Trevon, excuse me. Trevon. Trevon. I have Trevon Morig from TCU. I think their secondary needs help and he's a little rugged. I I just think he's a more of an organizational fit for them. Oof, don't want to. Don't go over the middle with this guy. I'll say that. <laughs> You're absolutely right, brother. I'm sorry. I just lost who I had for. Um... It's all good. It's 
it's not a deep safety draft. So if you have a need at safety, I would suggest taking one early and this guy is the best safety on the board. So I, I think it's, it, it kind of lines up with what they want. And, you know, you have Carson Wentz who has a big arm. Um, you have, if he plays Deshaun Watson, who has a big arm as well. Tannehill can throw the ball too. So having a reliable safety back there, that helps in that division. So I'm going to defense. I think that the Jags, as much as they've provided for Trevor Lawrence to thrive, they're going to need showstoppers, right? So I have them taking mm-hmm. Levy, and pardon me if I butcher his name, on Zurich. Yep. Um, defensive lineman. Jacksonville needs help on that. They haven't really been solidified there since the departures of Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, if you look further back, Malik Jackson, you know, they, they're starting to fill up those holes and they're going to need help. So I think they take this time in the draft and with their second pick in the first round to address that. Jacksonville has a lot of holes to fill. So any position is a good. Is yeah, good exactly. Them. There's You can't go wrong. It's basically throwing a dart wherever you so choose right now. Um, I'm curious to see how many players Urban Meyer will target from that from the Ohio State conference. On top of that, and the SEC as well. Somebody that he has familiar with familiarity with too is definitely going to help his scouting department, especially since he's played them throughout the year. Exactly, that's a narrative in the draft that I think should be closely watched. Well, we're going to find out very early. For sure. Very, very early, we're going to find out. So I look forward to that as well. All right. We're finally, we're finally. Do you in... think, oh, well, just before, before we continue, do you think they maybe move up from that position? Because they have the capital that if they fall in love with somebody, they can go up. They absolutely do. I just don't know who it would be for. Like, I feel like that the way the board would fall for the Jacksonville Jaguars, because also remember the more likely than not, there's going to be trades that happen during the draft. People are, are going to move up. It just mm-hmm. depends on who moves where. The only thing that's almost a certain bet is the Giants aren't going anywhere because Dave Gettleman never moves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Seriously, I'm sure there's a lot of Giants fans that want him to move out of that office. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even with the hype and the speculation, like we know that he doesn't, he doesn't move. It's not his, uh, it's not in the tendencies of his history of his draft history. So I don't really know who the trade partner would be. And I think that at this point now teams are going to become scarce of what they could actually get to address those positions mm-hmm. of need. Because in all fairness, if there are trades that happen going up, like I could see Caleb Farley falling to them. Mm, that's yeah. That would be a guy. Yeah. Cause I can see, yeah, Farley. Yes, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Imagine they go two. They get two quarterbacks. <laughs> I thought Howie. I'm Roseman kidding. Was, I'm I kidding. Howie Roseman was bad. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kyle Trask in the first I mean, round. Speaking about teams that do weird things, the Browns is the Browns the number twenty six. Yes. Um. So they're not going to hopes for Cleveland this year. I don't think they do a weird thing. I think they do probably one of the smartest things they could do at their position. They draft Xavier Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good pick. <laughs> that's 
a good pick. No, that's I, I a good really pick. think that they take Xavier Collins. I think that that's going to be the positional plug. Then you have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney and and Xavier Collins all to deal with in waves. That's um, nasty. Yeah, I know that they also need help at corner. I get that, but uh, their secondary is still pretty sure up. So yeah, no, Xavier Collins, Cleveland. Uh, you guys look scarier and scarier every time I see you guys on paper. So, <laughs> Zach, what do, you, getting, what do you got? The how Browns are the Browns in your in your draft? Not Brownsy at all because they lost Sheldon Richardson, right? And they need to replace that. And I got the perfect guy to step in. I got Christian Barrymore from Alabama. I think oh. adding him, him, Clowney, Miles Garrett. And Oh, and Malik Jackson, that's ridiculous. That's a yeah, crazy that's a it's, crazy four. And good luck to Baltimore and good luck to Lamar Jackson on that one. Because when they stack the box, it's gonna be a long day. So, I like this pick and I yeah, I think this this fits their needs and it will also make their defense even better. So with that being said, we're at Baltimore. Zach yes, we are. first pick for Baltimore. We know they have two. Who are they taking? I got a receiver here. I got Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Wow. I think they need to add another playmaker. Um, They got Hollywood Brown, but he's a great deep threat guy. They just need a possession receiver. I think Rashad Bateman could fill that need. And he compliments that receiving court. I mean, him, Watkins, and and Hollywood, that's not a bad three receivers. Not bad at all. Um, Opposite to you here. (laughs) I'm back on defense. Okay. I have the Baltimore Ravens going with Aziz Ojulari. Ojulari, nice. sorry. Um, I think they need to address the edge position. They have lost Matthew Judon and Yannick Ngakwe in this offseason. They're going to need to do something mm-hmm. to help shore up the front, de- front of their defense. Defense wins in Baltimore. We already know that. I know Lamar, but it all it, we all know how we feel about that Baltimore defense. Year in, year out, there's consistency there for a reason. So um, I think Aziz is just the next player that falls in line to that defense. Yeah, he. they definitely need help back there. Baltimore's a weird team, though. They can kind of go anywhere in this draft. Like, I can even see them trading up. I just have them taking a receiver now because I think that there's going to be a threat of the next three teams Mm -hmm. before their pick potentially taking a receiver. So I think they want to just, I think they might just get it out of the way, but Hey, if they have on their board, you know, two or three receivers rated the same, by all means go defense first, right? Still very depth position in this draft too. So there's a lot of other things, True. ways that they may address this as well. Exactly. Um, okay. So 28, the saints, Number who's, who's marching into the saints. Um, I really like this player. I think this player I might have projected a little high, but that's okay. I think he still he could slip into the first round very easily. Um, I think the Saints take Asante Samuel Jr. Good pick. I think that style of play in Sean Payton's de- into that defense will be, you know, something stellar. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore seems to be clear to go, so pairing him, them back there will be a problem. You know, you can't talk about probably two more annoying maybe three with uh, Gardner Johnson, but uh, no, I think the Saints actually go with Asante Samuel Jr. What are the Saints doing, buddy? I got linebacker from Kentucky. I got Jamin Davis here. 
I, I like him. I think he's I think he's uh, going to be a good linebacker, and I think he fits Sean Payton's defense here. I'm not going to elaborate more on this player. I just I think he's a good fit, and I think the one thing that the Saints have been lacking has been consistency at the linebacker position. So let's take let's take a consistent that. linebacker. Exactly. Yeah. So why not? The guy it. who shows up every every Sunday, no questions asked. Exactly. Um, so I, I like him here. I don't think he falls as far, but if he does, they should scoop him up. All right, cheeseheads. We're at y'all now. Green Bay, the pack. Zach, what are the Packers doing? I got Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ooh. Ole Miss. I think it's time for Green Bay to take a receiver. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, they got to give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. I love Devontae Adams, but he's getting older and they need somebody else to pair him with. So I like Elijah more on this one. So I entirely concur with you. Um, I do think they need to address the wide receiver position after not doing that last year. I think, mm-hmm. I think that they could use a wide receiver that can also not just a speedster, but can help open up the game for Devonte Adams. So I went with Kadarius Tony. I think they, they nice. snag him right in the first round. I think Elijah, I did think about Elijah Moore, but I think the ceiling versus floor aspect, as I talk about a lot, I think it actually kind of favors Kadarius a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think he'll be a lethal weapon in, why do I always want to say Mike, Mike LaFleur's offense? I almost said Mike McCarthy there for Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Green Bay, I, Kadarius Tony. I like how we both kind of thinking the same way. We both didn't go for a possession wide receiver. We both tried to we get somebody who creates drafted. Yeah. Creates in space. Exactly. Playmaking wide receivers is what they need right now. hundred percent. So we're here at Buffalo. Buffalo. Who you got? Who's uh, going through a table? <laughs> um, I don't know. Who's going through a table? He may put a few people through tables. I went with Dylan oh. Raddins. Um, right from North Dakota State, Trey Lance's uh, offensive lineman. There's no secret that Buffalo feels that, one, they should address their wide receiver, but the thing that helps your wide receivers thrive is your O-line. So I went O-line on this pick. Um, it makes the most sense. Dylan Raddins. Wow. Um yeah, that's who I got. Zach, fill us in, man. What 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 is it gonna be, brother? Well, we've talked about Buffalo and their um issues on the edge position on defense. So I'm going from Georgia, Aziz Ojalari. I I think this is a good pick for them and they needed a player like this that can create some separation and also, you know, force force some plays, get in the quarterback's face. You're gonna have, you're gonna be playing in a division that has maybe Justin Fields or Cam Newton, if my mock goes right, uh, Zach Wilson and Tua. You need to get to these guys. They're gonna be quick. They can get out of the pocket. So I'd stick with the edge position on this one. I don't blame you at all, especially with um, well, you know, Cam's not as mobile as he once was, but he definitely is gonna take off with his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson has shown in college that he has no problem running either. So. Yeah, get as much pressure up them up front as you can. Uh, makes perfect sense to me. Here we go. We're right back to Baltimore. Um, 31. Go for it. So you picked a wide receiver for them last. Mm-hmm. And now I'm picking a wide receiver for them now. And I went with LSU's Terrace Marshall. I had um, a feeling. <laughs> big, big body receiver. 
Um, yeah. You get Hollywood and Sammy Watkins. Now you have this and, you know, we they're proficient in run blocking and a big body receiver helps that style of play. Very underrated on, you know, high pointing and what he's done pro- productivity wise, obviously being overshadowed mm-hmm. by Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, by Jamar Chase. <laughs> even though he's missed a year. But uh, no, I think Baltimore lands a great receiver in Terrace Marshall right in, to close out the first round almost. Zach, who yep. are you going with? I, I like that pick. I mean, I think we both can agree that it's apparent they can't. Baltimore just can't get free agents to come there. So mm-hmm. the draft is the best way or by trade. Absolutely. Unless they're packaging one of these picks for Julio Jones. I don't know which other receiver could could yeah. really satisfy them on the trades on the trade side. So who um, for us? That's the million dollar question, buddy. Well, because they went with Bateman in the first round, um, at twenty seven, I'm going on the defensive side. I'm going with uh, Jason Oe hey. from Penn State. I like this player. I think he's kind of embodies what the whole Ravens mentality is. He's going to give them a little bit of energy, and you can't go wrong on this. Got to get some pressure on Baker and. And um, Burrow and and Roethlisberger in this division, so little little bit less Big Ben there, but well, <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of you don't have to get them all the time, right? You just got to give them a little bit of pressure and yeah. and force throws from them. Absolutely. So yeah, I like this pick, and I think it's I think it's smart for the Ravens right now. And here we go, last pick of the first round. No I trade backs for the Bucks. I'm sticking with. A college that's in the state, Florida. I'm going Miami. I'm going Gregory Russo to close out the draft. Makes sense for them. He offers them uh, another pass rusher. Super Bowls won in the trenches. Continue that trend. I keep reiterating it, but I think Tampa's pick should be Gregory Russo if he's available. So I think the rich keep trying to get richer. Um, I think they shore up that O-line. I think they go with Alexander uh, Leatherwood. Uh, nice. You know, more protection for Tom. We've seen what how we've seen what O-lines have done over the past couple of years. It's probably been quite as easily the most essential position to win a Super Bowl because the more protected you guys are, the better chance you have of your quarterback leading you guys to victory. Um so yeah, no, I think that they double dip into from what the trend they started last year. And I think they go with Alexander Leatherwood, man. That's pretty much it. Uh, Bruce Arians keeps grinning and he's going to be yelling again about players coming back next year, win or loss. But hey, uh, yeah, the rich, the rich keep getting richer. And that closes out the two PCs first mock draft. Oh, Chase, how are you feeling about it? Um, nervous, but you know, we'll see what it brings tomorrow and how much cursing? I I mean, how much more verbalant could it be or like random could it be that we start this podcast and then the Denver Broncos get a quarterback traded to them? So um, seriously, we'll Shakes see. Up our board. I know. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. Call the Listen, audible. I, I'm glad you had fun with it though. Like it's always a fun exercise. And hey, at the end of the day, it's, it's great when you look at your board and that team nails that pick. You're like, yes. Because let's be honest, the end of the day, we have no insight whatsoever. <laughs> but we're we're not a podcast; we're a fan cast. So this is kind of like dope. So if we hit even ten of these, <laughs> I'm okay. I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. 
So, and with that, we out. Wrap up time. That's the two PC. Enjoy the draft tomorrow, guys, or Thursday, as you heard hear this. Uh, we'll be back Sunday. Peace. Maybe.